0: Hello and welcome to season three, episode two of the Black Women Working Podcast. My name is Tolu, aka Tolls. Ladies, please introduce yourselves. My name is Natalie, aka Natalie. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Rachel again. just a quick reminder to follow us on twitter and instagram at bwwpodcastuk our hashtag is hashtag bwwpodcastuk uh you can email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and we also have a website www.blackwomenworking.com where you can subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter As I know, why you sounding like
1: an answering machine no like somebody on one of the i'm <laughs> um, like a newsreader i'm sounding yeah.
0: professional Okay, this no, is how sorry. professional people do it what do you mean oh, i'm yes, trying, to, yes. I'm, trying I'm trying to secure our bag i'm trying to secure our bag
1: sorry excuse
0: me <laughs> yes moving swiftly onwards as usual i'll start off with our quote of the episode now you guys know me by now and you know the caliber of the quotes i bring <laughs> so what i say next should not be a surprise to you and the quote is Work, 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 work. He said me have to work, 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 work. (laughs) I'm about to do the bogle now.
1: Everybody must work. Work Work hard. Work Work hard.
2: Work.
0: (laughs) He
1: said you have to work. Told you
2: telling people they must work. That's
0: what. Well, I mean, I wonder if anyone can guess what the title or the topic of today's episode is from that quote probably not because it's a bit of a abstract one <laughs> so to save the guesswork today's episode we'll be talking about burnout so i thought i'd try something a little bit different i thought i'd start off with an extract from an article uh, by tiana clark written in january 2019 and this article was entitled this is what black burnout feels like um I highly recommend that anyone listening goes and checks out that article it was a really really good article actually very interesting um anyway the quote is as follows so how does a black woman combat burnout black girl magic right i love this phrase i use and repeat it often i love the song by janelle Monet that repeats this phrase even more But I can't stop honing in on that word, magic. The idea that black women have had to subsist on their mystical powers to persist. Black women have had to rely on wizardry to make it through this tumultuous life. We must harness magic to succeed and thrive through this bullshit. After all, black burnout for black millennials is not just tiresome, but deadly. And that was... When I read that paragraph, I was like, ooh wow okay i haven't really thought of it in this way before like can you guys give like your first impressions in like a sentence of what hearing that did for you
1: definitely when you said what was it something i think you said something about simultaneously all
0: that word is there, no, was it? Uh I think was it black women have had to rely on wizardry to make it through this tumultuous life. Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah
1: tumultuous life, but I was hearing simultaneously because <laughs> of the amount of things that I do in one day, far less one week. And I often get asked the question
0: or there is that question girl this is one sentence it. is this your one sentence shut up man <laughs>
1: let me talk let me talk Fuck. i don't know how she does it and it's like i don't know mm. i fully fully up? it is wizardry because when people say how do you do this
0: i'm like i
1: don't know Ooh. there's my sentence i don't
0: okay. know okay yes that's a good one next
2: I think for me, with burnout, oh, it's just me tired, man. I want to sit down. I want to put up my
0: feet. I don't want to do anything. But me tired. Me tired. That's the uh, sentence that I'm coming Oh, my tired. gosh. <sighs> Natalie. Uh, yeah, I I think the
3: sentence that resonates with me most was that kind of point about wizardry. You know, and it's like, I don't want to say that when we talk about black excellence and we talk about black girl magic that we should stop talking about those things. But I've always wondered like, why there is that pressure on us to be black and excellent. Why can't Mm -hmm. I just live my black life and die type thing? That's all I need to do in this life. That's that's actually a quote, be black and die. Not a positive quote, but. Oh Lord, that's a quote. So (laughs) it's it's just like a very like the basic level, like all I have to do is exist. And I think the burnout doesn't Mm -hmm. even really come from work. I think it's just tiring and
0: existing to be. You're moving ahead, you're moving society. ahead, don't worry, we're going to come to it, you're moving ahead a bit, so just to rule it in a little bit, so the reason why I chose this e- extract, because is I think specifically is quite a different way of seeing burnout, when I think of burnout, I think of someone who doesn't enjoy their job, Or someone who's just overworked and is literally holding on to their personal life and their working life by a thread and they have no working life balance. So I thought that this particular quote would be an interesting starting point for discussion and a way to discuss the issue with a twist. Because quite frankly, anybody can discuss burnout and quote stats that never really reflect people like us. There's countless articles, countless pieces on burnouts, but... We need to hone in specifically on how this impacts Black women specifically and not just in a regular what is burnout kind of way. So the first kind of question that I would put to you guys is what specific ways do you feel that black women have been conditioned to deal with and or ignore and or inadequately manage the warning signs of burnout so one example that tiana uh, cited in her article was that whole mysticism around uh, black girl magic and that kind of being a hindrance
1: um i would say like the actual premise of the podcast when we started speaking about the fact that socially black women are more more likely or have a higher chance of maybe heading single parent households, the fact that economically we don't have parents or you know ancestry wealth to rely on means that we take, our lives are just naturally more and <laughs> um, we're more family orientated in that we potentially have more children we are more spiritual in that we're likely to have a role in the church or religious i should say rather than spiritual and so like our actual being when you say just be black and die like that it's hard i think it's hard not to be excellent because we spin so many plates at the same time all the time that that is just by and by the way of what we do that we can't and and then still do more on top still want to get a master's get a phd still want to achieve still want to have passion projects we just do the most and i think like it's it's wild the amount of hours in the day but like literally i grew up in a household where my mom worked seven days a week and more time than most worked two jobs and waking up at five o'clock in the morning to make dinner was nothing like we'd wake up to breakfast and dinner was done because you have to just figure out how you can squeeze out the most in your day and Mm. yeah it's not by magic it takes a lot of hard work but it's it becomes part of the lifestyle for some and many
0: of us so to bring it back to like the question would you say that that's kind of trained you to kind of just accept that kind of lifestyle and not even note it as even not even recognize or acknowledge it as burnout like this it's not even a possibility you just have to get on with it
1: exactly yes I'm glad you rephrased or reminded me of the question yeah I think that we don't acknowledge burnout and I say we but I feel like actually our generation is probably better recognizing it because we do have more choices than say what my parents or my grandparents generation did um but it's it is very much I'm just doing what I'm doing and you just keep going and you don't care to recognize and I guess it's like what we've spoken about before with like mental health illness if it's not physical if your arm's not broken if your leg's not broken and you can still move it's Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's not acceptable to just be like I'm just gonna Sit down i'm not doing anything today why because i'm not doing anything today i feel like i'm better at it than say my mom's generation but i don't think we acknowledge that we're tired very well
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that word is not allowed in my household my mom's house actually. what tired she actually like what do you mean you're tired there's more things for you to do there's more things <laughs> there's washing there's cleaning there's wiping so on top of the fact that you've got your full-time job or, and you've got your passion projects and you've got other things that you're dealing with, it's, there's always something and there's no, I'm tired. My mum came from how many, I think 10, 10 siblings. So mm-hmm. there was, all of them were put to work and there was no, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that. My gran had to work, my mum's had to work. and similar to Shan, my mum's done two jobs. So it's just back to back. There's no burnout. There's It's just, you better keep going because you've got this to do, because you've got that to do, because you've got this to you've got this to take care of so there's no burnout and i don't think as black women we recognize it as much as other cultures and races do Mm -hmm. i feel like um i feel like from where i've worked i've seen i've seen my uh white colleagues say oh yeah i'm i'm tired i'm not gonna do this today or i'm not gonna do that today i'm just gonna take a day off because I'm I'm tired and I want to chill and I want to do that. Whereas my days off would be to actually do a certain thing. It wouldn't be because I'm just going to be tired and sit at home. So I think that's where...
0: You're touching on all of the points.
3: Yeah, I think that comes from, though, our history in terms Mm -hmm. of slavery. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you think on it on a basic level, it's never mattered whether we've been tired or not. Mm -hmm. So why Mm -hmm. why would our mindset change and why would it automatically be now, oh, we're tired, we can take a rest. The same way we were trained to consistently work mm-hmm. with the bare minimum rest, with the with poor nutrition, mm-hmm. in terrible conditions. We're not just gonna turn around and like magically change our opinion. You have to think mm-hmm. that the conditions that all of our families came here under, like I'm second generation, so both my parents were born here, but my parents had to live in environments of survival there wasn't an abundance of money there, you know, mm-hmm. that both my grandparents, all four of my grandparents had to work hard. They had to make do. I remember I was talking to my mum about her mum and you know, her mum had eight kids. She had to feed all of them and she had a husband mm-hmm. and my mum was saying, I wonder how her grandmother, even like her mum, sorry, even budgeted with the money she had and the different mm-hmm. jobs that she picked up with the childcare, working evenings while her husband was working the day." Like We have been for the last like 400 years, purely in a mode of survival. Why are we gonna wake up now and just be like, oh, let me just rest. Of course we're gonna be at risk of burnout because that's how we've been raised and that's how we think we should be because we're always trying to counteract the stereotype that we're lazy, that we don't work as hard enough, that we're not (coughs) as intelligent. So for me, I don't even, and I think it's a different level as well because we're always taught that you can work yourself out of poverty. That you can work mm. to make yourself more intelligent you can work to make yourself middle class for example so when you think about all those messages that we've been sent that have been ingrained in us in our being and in our family it's not surprised it's not surprising to me that we don't want to acknowledge burnout like i feel like i've been burnt out so many times but i've never taken a break i've just been like oh well i can work harder somebody mm. out, else out there is working harder so surely
0: i must can do it as well mm. So, I mean, one of the things that you guys have all touched on there is definitely the impact that cultural background has in, in, like, kind of whether the dismissal or the acknowledgement of it. And what I'm going to say with regard... I'm going to bring it specifically back to the working arena in terms of how we address that. And I think in our workplaces, we're definitely conditioned by our family settings uh, to just completely ignore that. There's, like... If we're in our job and we're finding it too difficult, and we go home and say, "Oh, because I remember specific instances of this at home as well," when I had to be like, "Oh, this job ban," I parents be like, "What about it?" Or they'd be like, "I was taking time off, like my allowed time off, for annual leave. Annual leave, what? <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> on annual leave? Like, do you know what I mean? There's that whole concept of there's no rest for you. Like, you That's cannot okay. slack at any point because you need to be on job." two thousand percent of the time just in case there's an opportunity that comes up and the fact that you're only one thousand five hundred percent on job at that point and not two thousand percent means that you miss out on that opportunity despite the fact that the other person that you're competing against is only on job a hundred percent i don't think it's that at all i think it's fair of being fired at work well, it's yeah, well that, risk. well that plays into it's it, not it even because about, it's
3: not even about opportunity; it's about the fear that if you don't, if you don't work twice as hard for half as much, when it comes to redundancies or mm. when they're looking for someone to throw under the bus or when they're looking for someone to fire, you as a black woman will be first. That's what well, that's, I think it is personally. That's exactly
0: what I'm that's describing what in that, that situation right there because. When I say on job, I mean you need to have everything patterned to a level of excellent or else. They will look at what you're, you may be overperforming, but if you even for a minute diminish in your overperformance, that will be judged as negatively against you compared to someone who is probably underperforming or maybe just performing at the correct level. So it's that kind of psychology where mm, you don't have any, there's no room for you to rest or anything because you need to be constantly ready you need to be constantly prepared because anything can happen yes you could lose your job or an opportunity could arise and you're not going to get it because you are not the twice as hard you, you haven't met the twice as hard standard. So I think that definitely plays into kind of the cultural background of it. Um, In terms of just as an individual in the workplace, as a black female, um, I think we know that we're burnt out. We know that we're taking on too much. But again, there's that inherent expectation that we should just be grateful <laughs> that we're there. And just like, and that yeah. comes from within our cultures and it comes from outside our cultures. It's that whole idea of, yeah, well look at me i'm your parent or i'm your older relative and we didn't have the same opportunities as you so how can you be complaining about anything just be grateful you're in that job or maybe it's from coming from caucasian colleagues like <laughs> what you complained about look at the rights of black people now it wasn't like that 10 years ago just be grateful with shut up sort of thing never explicitly said but always kind of underhandedly conveyed so i guess what i want to ask next is can you point to like real tangible differences in the way you see other people at work deal with burnout Let, let's use white women example because i guess there are direct comparison oh i
2: have loads, I have loads.
0: <laughs> as opposed to black women go for it <laughs>
2: um i think when i was working in the healthcare um, industry um i noticed that um there was not as many black consultant female black consultants mm. and there was uh, quite a lot of white women female consultants and when it came to like wanting to have a child or having your children to look after, I noticed that they didn't feel no way they would be off have their have their kids. Then they'll have another kid. Then they'll have another kid. <laughs> and then when I'd ask like some of the black consultants, "Oh, you're married. Are you gonna have children?" or what was the plan? They'll be like, Oh no, I haven't got time, I need to get to the top, I need to do XYZ, I need to and I feel like some of them put them their their self mm. on hold, their private life on hold, just mm. so that they could get forward in the in the job, but these these white women they would go and have their children and they come back and they'll be in the same position as the black female consultants. So I was thinking but this this can't run. This can't this isn't right. But that's how things were moving and I feel like the black women were experiencing burnout and mm. they weren't even able to progress in their family lives because they wanted to get to a certain position and it's like okay i have to do this and i have to put myself on hold so that i can be better than everybody else and make sure that i get to that position but it was really sad to see uh i didn't realize that that actually happened till i worked there and i was it was really sad to see that people put their lives on hold for their jobs and working
0: environments and things like that? No. Mm -mm. Does anybody else have any other kind of examples? See, I
1: I think that more than the whole grateful thing, I agree with um, Rachel on that point, I don't have any examples to call to, but I think rather than the grateful thing, I feel like even just on the spot reflecting on this conversation that black excellence, as you've mentioned it, can be a bit toxic like whilst we Mm -hmm. um, like I've never felt like I'm in competition with my peers I've never felt like my peers look at me and think oh they're trying to be better than me or I'm trying to be better than them like we're really really good as a collective of celebrating each other and being like you know raw is that you yeah Like and genuinely being happy for people but I'm starting to wonder if like there's an underlying subconscious sort of toxic pressure Mm -hmm. about being excellent because we know that we're smart because we know that we've done everything as we need to do and not not necessarily because it was hard work I'm smart so I I got the grades I got and then I took the next step and got that and got that and I wonder if like this combination of our cultural historic Mm -hmm. um, past the the whole gratitude thing like you know whether it's grateful because of everyone that's come before me or grateful because of the position that i have and then like internal pressure because i don't think it's external we're Mm. definitely doing things more than what our parents are doing like we wow our parents each and every day so i don't think it's a oh well at least not for me i don't have the pressure of what are you doing what are you doing i so it's this unconscious i've got to be better i've got to be better but why not why like why but why I don't know do you know what I mean it's like it's it's like you can't afford yourself to rest on your laurels which maybe our our white female counterparts don't have this combination of things going on literally literally full circle again they just get to exist don't it
0: you know what that draws right back into like the passage that I read from Tiana's article about you know black girl magic and you know the how oppressive actually that concept can be on an individual because when we thought about burnout we a lot of the times we think about the external factors in the workplace and maybe our cultural factors but what about peer-to-peer pressure that causes burnout as you've highlighted there sometimes that deeply competitive i don't know spirit within us may trigger us to could do a 10,001 different things, when actually we just need to till. Take this um, lockdown period as an example. You know, the amount of people that were saying, oh, this is the time to do your business, do this, that and the other, relax chill and for me I feel like that's um can be a trigger for burnout if someone doesn't have kind of like the discipline and the mindset to know what's good for them and when they should actually be launching things and when they should be resting that kind of external pressure and feeling like oh all my peers are doing this that and the other may lead them to make decisions that will eventually lead them to crashing and burning and that's not something that is external from like I don't know Uh, institutional racism from that angle and that's not something that's coming from our parents but it's actually a pressure that we're putting on ourselves that we don't necessarily have to Mm,
1: yeah I agree
2: yeah definitely because I feel like you know how you were saying that you know during lockdown certain people were like oh I'm going to try and do my business I'm going to try and do this I think things are different now like our parents generation were able to purchase properties. our um, parents generation were able to do a lot more things their money went further whereas us now it's really difficult to get home it's really difficult to make big moves and have x amount of savings and certain things and i think that's where people are like hungry they're like oh i want to do this Mm. i want to do this and i want to get that but that will cause you to have burnout because there are times where you actually just have to sit back and say let me think about things let me marinate on things and think Mm. okay let me plan things properly and do but people like go 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 because they want to get home they want to start a family Mm. they want to do certain things that our parents were able to do at our age or even younger. So, you know, I think that also plays a part.
0: And do you think that kind of pressure is more kind of on black women or black men in that respect, or we're kind of equally impacted by that kind of mindset? I don't
2: know. I think both of, I think both of us... I think both of us, to be honest. But I, I think...
1: I don't know. I, I think how it plays how it plays out is different yeah mm-hmm. so I, I def like as women where we have a different sense of community and a different sense of support and a different way in which we communicate and so whilst you know we're centered us ourselves as a network we're centered on black women i think that that black men probably if we had to go with like societal definitions there's a definitely a higher rate of mental health Mm. issues amongst them and that's not necessarily a bad thing but you know like depression Mm -hmm. stress whatever because they don't lean on each other as much as we do and that's probably how we get away with it in that if you're able to communicate and you've got a network of people that you can talk to and lean on literally that conversation from the workplace to your front door before you go and cook dinner or whatever Almost is like the debrief, the exhale, which allows you to keep mm-hmm.
0: going.
3: Do you know what? If I'm honest with you, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true because I feel like some men do have those kind of very intimate relationships with other men. And in the same breath, I feel like some women have lots of friends, but they don't necessarily talk about what's really going on. I think my biggest issue when it comes to why people are suffering burnout is oh, I think a lot of it is down to social media to a hyper-awareness of what we think other people are doing and mm-hmm. what other people are achieving. And I think that's something necessarily that maybe our parents' generation didn't have. So they kind of, they signed up to work hard, they worked hard and everyone kind of just got where they were going eventually. And they just did what they were doing and they kind of kept it, not kept it to themselves, but it was just kind of like a rite of passage. Like yeah, Rachel said, more private. Was a bit, it was a bit easier, but it was more private. Whereas now I think ultimately, Anytime someone's doing anything, even if someone farts, it's on social media. <laughs> so if you're, it's it's then creating, I find that like, these unrealistic benchmarks of what people should be doing. So like, I, I hate when I, go on Twitter and I see like the under-30s Twitter talking about, I bought a house when I was 24. How I did it, how I did that. And I feel like none of that stuff is helpful because what difference does it make if you bought a house when you were 24 and you bought a house when you were 34? It it doesn't matter. The same thing with, I need to be married by a certain time or I need to have my first baby by a certain time. Now, if you want to set those personal goals for yourself, that's fine. But that, I think that mixed in with the black excellence mentality... Mm. And especially a lot more, I would say, black people entering not necessarily the corporate world, but the professional world on a higher level than our parents has also kind of led to, I feel like, a little bit of this kind of toxicity where we just feel like we need to prove ourselves, that like we need to show yes. that we're on job, we need to show that we're doing things. And if you, com- if you combine that with the pressure that we face, being nine times out of ten the only black person in a very white space, being hyper aware of our position and having insecurity in that position because ultimately you know white supremacy is not a joke and you've been told from you've been younger you need to work twice as hard for half as much then ultimately you mix that all in, you get burnout because people feel, they feel genuinely like they can't not stop like they feel like they can't turn down work, they feel like they can't say it's too much, they feel like they can't set boundaries (coughs) because as soon as they do they're at risk, so for me I I don't even want to necessarily I think people channel it People are socialised, men and women have been socialised differently to channel things differently. But I feel like men and women are going through it just as much. Just It's just mm. manifesting in different ways because I feel there's a lot of pressure mm. on men to buy homes, to obtain a certain financial status before you can even enter enter into certain relationships. Yes. I don't want to talk too much about a man <clears throat> because I am not a, I am not a man. I do not mm. identify as a man. All I can do is talk about being a black and being a identifying as a woman but ultimately i just feel like the the whole burnout thing seems to not affect women more but it seems to be something women are more willing to talk about and that's probably because black men don't feel like they have the option to turn around and say that they're burnt out in the first place mm-hmm. and
0: that <clears throat> sorry you yeah you raised some key points here. like one of the things that you said I think it was you that said, it, or maybe it was Chantel before that, is like the manifestation of burnout in a lot of men is in you know mental health issues and we know that the majority of people committing suicide are men I don't know what the figures are with regards to black men and I think there was something that maybe Rachel said earlier actually in terms of and I was thinking about how the manifestation of burnout in a lot of women can be in like you know biological issues because obviously if you're mm. suffering from stress all these things and you'll say I don't know you're trying to get pregnant or do all those kind of things if your health is not at the point that it should be it's going to be issues a lot of us suffer because of like you know our demographic from things like uh, PCOS uh, fibroids you know all Mm. those kind of things so Mm. if you're adding on top of that you know work stress and kind of like community stress I'm going to call it I'm going to call that whole black girl magic and black um, excellence thing uh, community stress you know it can really take um, its toll in a very physical way in black women which I feel like it does a lot of the time and that's why we have a lot of
1: health all, issues all things we do all the health issues that we don't talk about like mm. alcoholism oh god. Yeah. um yeah. Or, eat, or, or eat the food the overeating mm. undead, yeah. 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 Have so we don't even talk about uh, as a as race it's like that's not a black girl problem i'm mm. not anorexic or i'm not overweight we just eat good in it but you might mm-hmm. not be actually because by by nature of um the pace at which you're going you know i don't know if you're cooking healthy meals or if you're overeating because you're not going out because you're so tired you Mm -hmm. just sit at home and eat you know what i mean or Mm -hmm. not having enough time for exercise because Mm -hmm. you're so busy
0: to work there's there's those things as well yeah that's a very good point so i mean as per usual you know we've highlighted this stuff we've highlighted the issues and problems um i think well, actually, I didn't even ask any of you guys if you've personally experienced burnout before. And if you have, like, as opposed to what we usually do, is to say ABCDE, this is what I suffered. Maybe talk about how if you were going through the same situation now, what you would do differently. If there's something that you didn't do at the time that you wish you had done. I know that's kind of a tricky one off the cuff, but work with me here.
2: Um, I think I've definitely experienced burnout in multiple roles that I've done, but I think my current role, I've experienced the worst burnout yet. Um, I think it's due to, I don't, I can't explain why, but I was not paying attention to my work life balance. I was not, I just wanted to get things right. I wanted to be that shining star and mm. produce the work. To a high quality that I know in myself that I could do but the task, some of the tasks were not going to be I would not I wasn't going to be able to feel, fulfill some of those tasks so I had to get that out of my mind but it was very hard to get that out of my mind because in my mind I'm like I'm there to do the job I'm there to continue I'm there to get all the all the tasks 100% and go from there and I think for me my burnout resulted in my blood pressure getting really high I I, it's, I suffer from high blood pressure. in My family, anyway, but my blood pressure was high. Going into these meetings, my blood pressure was continuing to get high, and my manager was like, "Actually, I'm going to ban you from coming to these meetings Mm-mm. because I can see what it's doing to you." Mm-mm. So, <sighs> I've experienced it, and it's not it's not a place where I want to be. And I sat down and I spoke to one of the other uh, senior, actually, black women in the in my Job and she was like you know what Rachel you can only do what you can do mm. and from there I've just been doing what I can do when five o'clock reaches you see me at the door because I'm packing up 10 2 I'm getting my things ready and I'm planning my things my holidays my exercise around work and making sure that I've got the best things going on around me because I can't go through that again that was mad I'm not doing that again mm. so I, I think you just have to get your everything in order and know what's important to you it's not only just the work and the tasks and I want to get a promotion or I want to do this there's other things in your life your personal life that you've got to get right as well so I think it's getting everything I know it's a hard task to kind of get everything all together and everything all in a row but I think it's really important to try and do that
0: so basically, mm-hmm. you wish you'd got everything in order. I like that a lot, like the whole yeah. concept of everything in order because everything has its place in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me personally, I definitely have experienced it. What do I wish that I had done then um, that I didn't? Uh, flagged it earlier. Uh, I kind of bore with it and just expected... Or kind of just... It was that whole concept of this is my job. I need to do this. In fact, I was doing two Mm -hmm. people's job. I didn't get any notice. I just got flung into it. And it was just that expectation of, oh, you need to just kind of pick up everything that's going on. Mm -mm." And that went on for a very long time. And I didn't flag it in time. I wish I'd flagged it earlier. Like, am I a mug? I'm not. Like, why, why should I have to die on the line from this when I wasn't put in this situation voluntarily? No notice was given to me. There was no handover. So... For me, it's I wish that I had flagged it uh, within my company earlier so that the problem could have been resolved earlier because once I did flag it, all of a sudden you know all the pieces of the puzzle started everything started moving around me and i was able to you know delegate work to two other people which enabled my load to become lighter and made me be able to focus on the key strategic parts of the job and enabled and and enabled me to do my role better so i wish that i had flagged it earlier um yeah that's me personally um I still feel like I'm burnt out now, so I can't even know.
3: I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Lawyer so, life. <laughs>
0: sense.
3: You, you so, probably like, are. I You're hear that. Do really cool. you know what I mean? It's so, high like,
0: octane, isn't it?
3: It's like, I don't want to sit here and be like, this is what i want to do. Because, like, I think for me, mentally, it's just not punishing myself when I take a break. But more importantly, scheduling in breaks. Um, Mm. when you're under pressure to do a lot of things in a short space of time you just want to pack up the day like with everything so like you're saying, your mum wakes up five o'clock, she cooks the dinner she does does that, she does that like she probably doesn't like schedule in half an hour to read a book schedule in a long bath Mm. schedule in a walk schedule in a coffee break and like even Mm. today I was up early to do work then I went to the nail shop because the nail shop's opened and I (laughs) need to get my nails done I'm not messing about Came back, did a client call. I'm recording the podcast now. I have not scheduled a break in my whole entire day, Mm. and it's only when you deep it, it's like, well, what are you even expecting? Because by the time you get to 12 hours, you've been awake, you haven't taken a break, you haven't sat down, you haven't rested, you haven't really done anything for yourself. And even when you're not physically working, like when I'm at the nail shop, I'm just thinking about what I've got to do next, and my mind is still working. So mm-hmm. my thing would be to, one, respect breaks, to value breaks, um, regardless of what your workload is saying, to value breaks, but also not to <coughs> punish yourself when you take the break, even if the break is not a planned break. So after I had a client call today that finished at about 5 o'clock, I took a break from 5 to 5.45. That was not in my schedule, but I needed that break. I was tired.
1: Mm-hmm. I had my
3: lunch at my desk. I have been up six since six, six, 6 a.m. doing billable work. I'm tired. I needed to stop. 45 minutes is not going to cost me anything. And so it's just getting that mentality in because sometimes it's good that people can delegate, people can say this. Certain things, if I delegate and I try and say, there's no one to do the work and I don't necessarily work in a team of evil people who will just let me drown. Sometimes it just is what it is or sometimes it's not something I can delegate because by the time I explain it, to someone, I could have just done it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not always able to delegate. Like I can't delegate recording this podcast to like someone else. Have someone you know, like certain things you can't delegate. So to combat that you really have to respect the break and you really have to respect sleep. I punish myself so much about sleep. I will be scheduling in to get five hours of sleep. My body needs seven hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. My body has always needed seven hours of sleep. So why does your girl keep planning a timetable <laughs> that is only going to give her seven hours of sleep? Because what's going to happen? Your body's going to oversleep that hour, then your whole... Do you know what I mean? So it's just yeah. a change of mindset.
0: I because, mean, we've been asking you why you're doing 10 million and one thing, so...
3: <laughs> well, I'm cutting out. This year, 2020, yeah. I have actually cut out a Amen. lot. I'm yes, compared ma'am. to. Yeah. And so... That's why people are like, oh, I just love COVID. It's been such a nice break. Oh, I've God. been like, for you, for I've you. still had stuff to do. But that being mm. said, I just have to respect the break now. The break is an institution, yep. mm. rest is an institution in my life. Yes. I can't say that my workload's going to get lighter, but I just have to always, <laughs> always, always plan the break, respect the break, and mm.
0: respect rest. Shan, is there any, have you had an experience of burnout, and would you wish that you took more seriously or did differently?
1: Do you know what? I think I've been fortunate enough in that. So, so I can't remember, I think it was you told earlier, it was, or Rachel, anyway. I think sometimes we also, and we say this a lot on the podcast, but we have to respect where you're at. So, excuse me. <coughs> so, um, when I started teaching, I knew that I was going to be working hard. I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to, because I was at the beginning of my craft, and I'm just sort of thinking about some of our younger listeners, or even people who are moving into a new role in terms of career progression. And you kind of have to respect where you're at. So there'll be peaks and troughs. So when I started teaching, I told my family, I was like, look, this is gonna take a lot. And I was prepared to do that. I did promise myself like I don't mind, I'm the sort of person that doesn't mind working from home, but I promised myself like, I would never miss a family function or something Mm -hmm. important in the name of work. Like that's when you knew the balance was tipping. i think luckily for me because i got pregnant early in my career i had alex um two years into teaching i was forced to to recenter what i knew boundaries to be and so mm-hmm. if if motherhood did anything for me it it whether i wanted to or not it forced me to make sure that i didn't have a choice how my time was divided up um and so that's happened but what i would say in terms of burnout so I'm quite good with boundaries and I think I like balance so even if I'm really busy if my day means that I've woken up at 5 30 to go for a run or to go for to go to the gym or after work I've got my nails done I can cons- I still consider that for me as it's not rest but the balance helps to prevent burnout because I plan in things that I want to do for me I plan in time to see my friends even if it's not rest I think balance is important the only key thing I hold on to is letting go and um, I when I really really considered leaving teaching about three years ago and I took that three-month stress leave it was only because I had a bereavement at the same time and if I'd not had that bereavement I don't know If I, I probably would have continued to stretch myself to the very end. And at the end of the day, what I learned and my aunt, who's a psychotherapist said to me quite early on in that job is you've got attachment issues. You're holding on to things you don't need to hold on to. And it was because I'd made this definition of, and I think we all do it. Like you start this job and you're like, right, I'm going to be here for three years. I'm going to be here for five years, or it'll take me two years to do this, or I'm, I want a maternity. And, like I, things in that job wasn't working out for me, maybe in the first three months, and I stayed for two years. And if there's anything that I've learned in that experience and what I would continue to tell myself is you don't need to hold on. You can let go. Nobody defines anything, whether it's a course, even if you paid money and it's a course, if it's burning you out, you can let go. Yeah. That is an option. Yeah. You, can, you can suspend, mm-hmm. pause, Whatever you need to do, but you don't actually need to drag drag yourself through the war of mm. getting to
0: the end because it's never the end.
1: It's mm-hmm. never the end.
0: And <laughs> that le- after one thing towards mm. another. And I think that kind of leads us smoothly into kind of like the roundup section of this podcast. And I'd like each of you, if possible, just like to give three quick tips for listeners in terms of whether it's avoiding burnout or whether if it comes to them being out, what they can do to overcome it just three quick tips whether it's something you've been through or something that you've observed that might help somebody on the brink of a situation or in the midst of a situation
2: um for me i think things that kept me going is always have something to look forward to so whether mm. that be you've got like a holiday or you've got like a trip with your friends or you've got some outings you're going out with your mates something that's for you that's fun that you're waiting for Mm -hmm. have that there that has really helped me um have someone who understands what you're going through to speak to so whether that be someone at your work one of your mates a family member have somebody who is always going to be there that you can call up and be like look this is happening what should i do somebody that can support you and talk you through and calm you down when things are just going all over the place have somebody there for that and i think the third thing is have some still time whether that be that like for me it's i go to yoga but some people might do meditation some people might decide they're just going to be still for 10 minutes or whatever it is have that time where you're just still and it's quiet and you can just think your thoughts are there and you can just have some quiet time I think that's what I'd probably call it quiet time I think those three for me were really important in helping me get past the burnout phase that I've had I probably will have more but
0: god um, forbid these tools.
2: no but mm-hmm. I think with work in the UK it's crazy like you never know what's gonna yeah. happen and I feel yeah. like for me now I'm potentially moving into a new role um it's got, it could happen again so but I think with these tools I'll be able to manage it a bit better
1: but yeah that's those are the three for me Mm-hmm. I would say I rebuke tired. <laughs> like, I, as Rachel always takes a mic, I'm tired. I rebuke tired. If I'm tired, I'm doing it wrong. So I rebuke tired, respect sleep. That's the tip. Don't try and be tired. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've got anything different from Rachel to say. I would say balance. All work and no play. Meek, mea, dull, ya, na, nah, 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 nah. Ain't trying to be dull. <laughs> balance. Mm-hmm. You need to play as much as you work. Straight. It's, it, that's no, it's not a no 80-20 rule. Play as much as you work. And, yeah, talk. Listen to your thoughts. Listen to your body. And, and talk them out.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: agree. Yeah, Rachel.
3: Nuts! I would say say no.
0: Mm. It's gonna be one of mine. It's
3: not that yes, deep. Yes, yeah. Mm. Don't um, have to say no. Also, just spend money. So, if your house is dirty and you don't have time to clean yes. it, just pay clean cleaner. Get a cleaner. <laughs> yes, cosine. If you Agreed. don't have time to cook, just meal prep. Um, get someone to meal prep. There's so many, so many of these. Um, mm-hmm caribbean food nigerian Spend your food, money that's it catering companies that will do you a nice bit of rice do it mm-hmm. pack it up in little containers for you and your family if you don't want to mm-hmm. i appreciate people don't want to be going on uber eats buying junk because it's not healthy and it's expensive mm. just do just do things like just do things like that and i would always always say like plan ahead so i feel like for me mm. i suffer the most with feeling overwhelmed and stressed when i don't plan my days now we've talked about the problems of my planning because my plans are not realistic but the lord is working <laughs> on me but yeah. i have to be honest and say that like, when i have a timetable when i commit to say i'm going to spend x amount of time doing this i'm going to make sure i've done this i've got my time my to-do list for today um it does help but then Do the list, do the timetable, and accept that things might change. Accept that things might take longer than you expected, Mm -hmm. and just roll with it. So, no, spend the money. Yeah. Try a thing with the plan. Can't say it will work all the way, (laughs) but just try it.
0: Mm hmm
3: i like those
0: tips i like them yeah um so for me i would say one of the tips i'd give is stay in your lane and by that i mean know your purpose and know your objectives and make them achievable when you're focused on what you need to do where you need to go you're not going to be impacted by unreasonable pressure coming from different sides Mm -hmm. then that's why i specifically said in in line with that is make them achievable don't give yourself some Mm -hmm. mad goals you know what you were capable of, mm-hmm. you know what your lifestyle looks like, mm-hmm. give yourself something to work on, and stay focused on those things, so that when you're feeling a bit halter skelter, you know that you're working towards mm-hmm. something, and also you're not swayed to start doing something that you were just not called to do, I'm sorry, but in life not everyone is called to do anything, mm-hmm. everything, except okay. that, have an acceptance of that, and I think Rachel kind of touched on this before, is find what delights you so whether that is going on holiday whether that's watching netflix whether that's painting or something find something that delights you and as natalie Mm. said schedule it in it's a must like i Mm. literally cannot get through a week without a plan i have a whiteboard in my room i update it every week you don't have to be as anal as that you can just have a notebook and write a list of to-do things if you don't schedule in this life you will see the year's washed by you and you're going to be like yes, what have yes. i done what and the achievements don't even have to be big like literally even if it's just I went for a walk for twenty minutes, tick. Do you know how satisfying it is just to tick, yeah, uh, the tick yeah, walls yeah. just for the sake yeah. of it? Like I wash the plates, tick. That's an achievement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't you
1: go to bed stressed if you don't do it. So right, like, yeah.
0: Don't be over it yet. Yeah, you don't need to be over ambitious with the the achievements. It like there's levels to achievements. There can be big achievements like becoming mm-hmm. a billionaire. Like some Simo- No, she's a millionaire, isn't she? You can't no, pick- talk about No Bismuth. Oh, sorry, oh, no. Okay, sorry. I I'll oh, retract, oh, oh. but. But, um, <laughs> you, you know, it can be big, it can be small. And the last thing that I would say is lean on others. Stop this whole yeah. kind of superwoman thing. Delegate. Delegate. And these guys know that this is something that I have battled with, but now I've learned my lesson and I delegate now because I can't do everything. I can't come no. and kill myself and then I'm getting stressed, then I'm getting irritable, then I'm talking to people anyhow. Delegate. Delegate. with
1: everything, not yes. just with work, like my friends come and collect my children you know i'll be doing nothing at home and they've got my kids because
0: that's a blessing yes exactly yeah so lean on others and access like you know um support where you can if you can i know everybody doesn't have that opportunity but um oh that's actually there's one more that i would say actually uh seek out uh. Uh, Communities and supportive communities, and you can do that through social media a lot of the time or within your local community. I don't know, your councils might have a list of like support groups and stuff. I know a lot of people, when they've just had a child, they say they find like these baby mother and baby parent kind of groups really supportive in terms of the issues that they're going through. So, you know, figure out like supportive communities who relate to you in terms of the things that you are going through. And that's all I gotta say. Those tips were banging. Oh, thank you. I thought about them, you know. I thought about (laughs) them. co-sign all of them like. yeah so we have come to the end of the episode unfortunately this was a good discussion no, i really like the angle. Mm-hmm. it was good yeah because i know like with burnout i was thinking oh we could just talk about the normal things that people talk about when burnout that's boring it's been done like let's think about specifically how it impacts us so thank you for the great discussion guys um as for all of you listening thank you so much for listening Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to get help, get the word out. I love that's our catchphrase now. Well, it's always been, but we don't always include it. You can keep the conversation going on social media using our hashtag BWWPodcastUK. You can contact us on Instagram, Twitter. You can email us. Uh, You can also check us out on our website and on our website you can sign up for our newsletter as well. Um, You can also keep up with us on... um, instagram occasionally we do instagram lives and um well that's it from us bye